Sam Prendergast. He's Mr. Composure for the end of the game to bring a team from behind to win. You can't win anything with kids. You know, it was... I actually thought it was fantastic and I don't know if you can hold back the hype. Subscribe to the Rugby Stream on the OTB Sports app now. The reason uh, you ended up in a a little bit late uh, because you do have a proper job now. Yeah, yeah. Your first team coach at Stoke? Yeah, for assistant first team coach uh, under Alex Neal, a good Scotsman. Mm-hmm. Um, it's amazing because when obviously he took over from Michael O'Neill, I just literally started there last uh, last August, and unfortunately Michael lost his job. Um, but thankfully now he's back in at Northern Ireland. Um, but Alex Neil is literally the same age as myself, but he's nearly managed. I think it's. I don't know if he's at the 500 game mark or he's not close enough to it. You know, he's he's had uh, obviously good success with uh, Norwich, uh, well Hamilton initially where he started, and then down at Norwich and uh, Preston, and hopefully he can um, he can get Stoke on again too. You know, so and obviously not to mention working with the Irish team as well. So did he not have a go at Sunderland as well? He, well, sorry, apologies. <laughs> yeah. It was it was short and sweet, but it was very good, very good. It, the success he had, obviously. Getting Sunderland back into the championship uh, was brilliant. So my regards, please. I will indeed. How did the Ireland job come about, John? Uh, it, it, just a, a call from Stephen, really. Um, did you know him well in advance of the call? Uh, yeah, a little bit in terms of obviously some of the dealings from the under-21s. Excuse me. Um, the interactions, because obviously some of the staff, Jim Crawford... Excuse me, I'd worked with Stephen and Alan Reynolds. I'd worked with Stephen before at club level too. So um, there's obviously been there've been different conversations maybe previously too that I just felt at the time I wasn't ready um, to kind of jump to the senior level. I wanted to kind of finish off what I was doing, kind of earn, earning me stripes, so to speak, learning at Reading and learning with the Irish under twenty ones too. So. Um, when the approach came around this time, um, I felt it was uh, too too good an opportunity to, to turn down in a sense of, uh, f- for me, an Irish kid growing up in Ireland, getting a chance to work, first, first of all play, but then to work with the senior team, you know, so I was uh, very honoured to, to accept it this time around. What did he say he was looking for you to bring? Victory. Um, just exactly what I've I've kind of always done that honesty and uh, understanding of what what it takes to represent Ireland but to compete at the highest level with Ireland to win uh, to get to obviously major tournaments um, and to to help out to help uh, a fantastic young young squad and put that all together really um with, with the mix of the staff that Stephen's got together there already, uh, with Keith and, and Stephen Rice and uh, Dean Kiley and the, 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 the backroom staff, it's, uh, it was really pleasing to see because obviously speaking to former play, uh, the current squad or lads that I'd obviously played with, uh, you hear about the atmosphere and different things. So it was, br- it was brilliant to see how quick it was, the, the Latvian and, and France game, uh, but to actually see the background and what's going on and how the atmosphere is amongst the squad. It was, uh, it was brilliant to see, I have to say. And I hear the night before you, the game, you sat Seamus Coleman down and you showed him the 2009 Champions League final in your performance against Henri and said, <laughs> this is what you do against Mbappe. Oh, no, we were touch and go with Seamus the whole week. 
um, whether he was going to be fit or not. Mm. So uh, to do what he did, look, it wasn't a surprise. It was, uh, I think Stephen had, had made his mind up um, in the sense of once Seamus is fit and playing for Everton, it's, it, he's, he's going to play for Ireland. It's, just, it's as simple as that, really, you know. So um, obviously, shame what's happened. Um, waiting to see the full... Obviously, it's not as... It's, it's not good news, but it's not as, as no. damaging as it could have been. Uh, so I believe so. Hopefully we'll we'll see him back. We'll see him back in a green shirt and a whatever Everton decide to do as well. Uh, what, what was uh, your sense of what Stephen Kenny has been trying to do with the Irish team from afar? There was no doubt the football was more ambitious. The criticism levelled at the team was maybe they were a bit too nice to play, or one of the criticisms was. You don't want to lose that Irish grit and, and in-your-face mentality, which would have made lots of sides that you would have played for very hard to beat as well, and, and striking that balance. Yeah, striking the balance. Criticism. I think that's... Stephen always mentions it about the kind of the, an Irish identity, but also having that kind of newfound belief of, uh, no, we're going to control possession as best we can. Like You have to understand that when you're playing a France or whoever it might be, they're going to have a bit of possession as well. Like you yeah. know, so that that's just it's a natural thing. Um, but he wants to to give that confidence to the younger players, and hopefully we just need to see more of them. You'll know yourself, lads. If the more players that are playing at a higher level, they come together, the more challenging they get. If they if they do get to play in the Premier League, if they do get to play in the Champions League. Their decision making's better. They're coming into the Irish camps. Then their decision making in the games will be better. Mm. They're better equipped to deal with certain standard of players, and you're just increasing your chances of winning the games. That really matter. And would you have ever had the instinct? And I, I don't know the answer to this. I'm not asking with an agenda. I'm just genuinely curious that over the last couple of years, when results weren't good, oh, maybe we should play a bit less. Maybe we do need to go a bit more direct, a bit more pragmatic. What was your sense on that front? Or did you think they're on the right track? No, you'd always kind of think that if you have that belief that you kind of have to really stick to it. And that's what I see with kind of managers and coaches now that they kind of really stick to it. And they probably double down on it then in the sense of, no, this is what we're going to do. We really have to. But ultimately you know behind it you have to win games yes so that's the the kickback in your head thinking we need to win here as well too so it's uh, it's crucial but I think obviously the changing of the squad in terms of the age profile of the squad too would have given Stephen a chance to obviously introduce the new blood uh, as well into the squad so that that's been a a a big plus too and it was a look when I, when I see the level of players now, I'm hoping and I think there'll be lots more in the Premier League very soon too. Mm. Do you have to be very mindful of the level of players when you're sitting down in your designing sessions? Because like, I think when you broke into the squad, like, every player who's on the bench was an established Premier League player as well. That you know, Some of these players are playing League One now. Some of them are struggling to get in championship sides that actually you have to coach to their ability. Uh, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say so because I think... The, the level of competition now in the Premier League and the Championship to a degree the, the, the quality of the squads the quality of the players I think most that's what I'm talking about I think you'll be surprised that when you see the standard of performance say from whether it be in Malumbi against France yeah. Jason Knight against France the stuff that he was doing off the ball 
And I'm thinking that's that's really high level stuff. Okay. Um, the, the understanding, the taking the, the knowledge on board of what we were trying to do that evening was was brilliant to see. So th- there's no there's no problem. And look, everything everything's different in the sense of when we're preparing for certain games. The Latvia game was obviously very different to mm. the to the French game and what we were going to be expecting. Without putting too much pressure on him, although he seems to have fairly broad shoulders, <laughs> what's your uh, read on certain Evan Ferguson? Yeah, look, really good. I have no problem saying it in terms of. Um, I think he'll he'll give Robbie's record a good a good run for his money. You know, do Just, you? Do you wow. really? Ah, uh, look, fingers crossed, he does. I think he's got that ability, and obviously that probably will heap a loads more pressure on him. But well, John, I mean, you've written the headline, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. it's up to you. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just think he's he's such a such a good kid uh, uh, um, in terms of how he goes about his training, his attitude. Obviously, just uh, rightly so, signed a new deal with Brighton yeah, yeah. as well, and the club there seem to be doing everything really brilliantly by him too, and how they're using him. I think Wes will know having Danny Welbeck to learn from as well in terms of attitude, application, and how you dedicate your life um, to be, to being a top pro as well it will be brilliant for him. And the manager he previously had, and his current manager, seem to be have done brilliantly for him too. So, um, look, it's, it's brilliant. I think that's the thing. The younger players, um, they have to have that confidence now in the Premier League. If, if they ha- you ha- we have to have that belief in them that they can, that they can really make a mark on it. And I think he's shown, mm. he's shown this season that he's he's, he's going to be here. Fingers crossed for for a long time to come in terms of that level. Have you seen much of him, Graeme? Um, not, not seen him live, but okay. I mean, he's, he's a big lad. He's got yeah. presence. He's, he's quick. He takes the ball early. He, it's, it's dangerous, but he looks like he could be a star. Hmm. You've cracked it with him. Because, because you can be playing, you can be in a team, if you've got an out-and-out goal scorer, you don't have to be playing well every week to win football matches. And just be solid everywhere else. But he looks like he's. I'm a bit disappointed he's not Scottish with the name Fergus. That's not. <laughs> that's, that's, that's actually my mum's name as well. So, but um, I'm sure we must be related. If not, I'll be claiming some sort of relation when he becomes a star. But you know, he looks like he's got everything. Yeah. Good lad. Is he great, a good lad? great kid. Great kid. And his dad, obviously, I played um, under 21 with his dad in the Toulon tournament. A few. Few years, a few years ago, a few years ago, um, and his dad was a, a tough tackling centre back, <laughs> believe it or not. So um, no, but I know the, the background a little bit in the sense of what they would have uh, been high hopes for him, etc. Playing for Bowes when he was only 14, 16, 14, 14. I, I, I think 16. what out as well is obviously his physical attributes, but he's got movement. Yeah, you know, he, he looks as if he's playing the game in his head. Where you got, you got. Oh. Lesser strikers who just react to things. But he's thinking ahead all the time. And if, if he is what he. Yep. At this age, if he's. You know, he can only get better. You see, you see I, can't, real chance. I can't remember the game. There was one little deft touch before he scored. I'm trying to remember who it was against. Um, I was at home for Brighton. But when I saw that as well, and I'd seen little bits, but the jump he's made so quickly as well. It's been a bit, well, bit scary too in that sense. Well, against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge, he just looked like 
he'd had two or three seasons under him. It's in the space of a month, he just had totally settled. But let's him. not build him up anymore. <laughs> like he's only going to win. Take Robbie's record. But, but take the, the line about Robbie's record is interesting because he, no, he yeah, obviously I, has it, such an all brilliant all round game. I'm wondering the, in the, the like fact Robbie's that, mentality. The fact, I'm mentioning, the fact I'm mentioning that mm. kind of shows. Do you see the same sort of mentality that Robbie had? Not, that not yet. Not yet, get goals? Not, not yet in terms of the. I would say the goal scoring aspect of Robbie um, in that sense but uh, how big is he? how big is he? he at, he's about 6'1 six 6'1 one. Six one. yeah 6'1 so he, he, and you he saw how he coped with Liverpool centre backs at the time at the time he yeah. Was, yeah, and obviously he's, he's well able to cope physically and he's got that understanding of movement and I think the, the way Brighton are playing actually at the minute is it's it's really kind of helping him develop too. And around the French game, it was like the whole week was Evan Ferguson's, you know, this is his arrival and we put him on the front page of even the, the, the program against France and you could see he was so pumped up during the anthem. I don't know if you shot the shot. Yeah, shots. You that? I saw it after. Yeah, so, but like he seemed to handle that week unbelievably well. I thought it would be a lot for any teenager. Yeah, it, it was funny when the manager kind of practiced some penalties or different things as well and the manager might have said to him, well, would you be okay with a penalty? Like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> nothing, nothing was phased. I mean, it, it, rightly so in the sense that he's performing in the Premier League. Sure. You know what I mean? He's performing at that Brighton could potentially... Well, they're going to finish top six, it looks like. Maybe top... Maybe, maybe higher, you know? <laughs> so th- that's the level he's at now and he's performing... And you see how Brighton were affected when he wasn't in the team as well. Okay. That just kind of shows you the, the standards he's, well, he's, he's kind of hitting, you know. Brightened up everyone's decade ahead, which is, uh, <laughs> which is good. That's good. Um, medium term for you, getting a head coach job at a club, is that the medium term ambition? That's where you want to go? Or would you, would you always like to be a number two? No, but I'm fully focused on obviously what I'm currently doing and... That, that this campaign obviously with Ireland as well yeah um, sounds like it's very mapped out like you're talking about ah, look, Kenny Rangan before there's patience you're yeah yeah th- 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 that's what I was kind of hoping because look what we're seeing with management at the minute whether it be the championship Premier League every league it's, well, it's part of me thinks you're insane when you look yeah, at Gerrard Lampard their great careers and what they're well, going look, through yeah but I want to give it a go like that's why I'm obviously doing I've done the badges done learning with different managers coaches um, assistant role with the 21s now up with the seniors um, so I'm getting great experience obviously at Stoke now with Alex Neil, how he approaches games tactically changing formations during the game it's, it's brilliant for me to, to see all that you know and to, to get an understanding of what's needed to get a really competitive team so you'll be the Ireland manager when Evan Ferguson breaks Robbie's record <laughs> how far that down the line could be that, no look it, who knows? Who knows? It, 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 that'd be a, that's the dream, isn't it? Yeah. If, if you want to get into into management, um, to manage at the highest level possible, and managing yeah. your country would be would be incredible. Well, we wish you well. I mean, it's great to have you on board. It's brilliant, and, and fingers crossed for this year ahead because the country's itching for a bit of success. Yeah, and it's, look, fingers crossed. The, you, you see the, the kind of I think the atmosphere, obviously, uh, the build up to the French game, but in, in terms of the. The, the atmosphere in and around the squad that I was able to f- feel for the first time and see for the first time um, it, was, it was brilliant to see and they've, they've really got a good group we really have a good group good. Um, and hopefully we can kick start it again in June We wanted to pick your uh, collective brains on 
certain great players. Graeme, you have played with many of the best and you've seen more than most. Where is Erling Haaland amongst the great strikers you've seen? He has the potential to be up there with the very best. You know, I think, what is he, 23, 24? I mean, these are two centre-backs. I don't think he's one that you'd enjoy playing against. It's not a good day, is it? You have to be outstanding the way he's performed this, this season. He can, he, can get, he can take you on in everything. He can get in a race with you. He can out-jump you, he can out-muscle you. Um, and, and he's got the movement as well. Yeah. You know, he's, he's switched on all the time. The game is never dead until a whistle's... Whistle goes for him. Hmm. He, you know, he's, he's alive in the box. He's happy not to have too many touches. And, and as long as he's scoring goals, he, he's not one that... The only thing that's going to stop him getting better and better, because I think even he's touched this year. Hmm. You know, you're talking about... You know, there is different ways to play football. You've got the guy who invented what is deemed the way everyone wants to play today, rolling out from the back and passing their way through. But against Arsenal, City went long to Haaland. Hmm. You know, they missed that first press. Got the he, okay, he's got the physical attributes to get hold of it and fight Stenton Haas. But he was bringing it down, and they were playing from three quarters of the way up the pitch against Arsenal. So there is other ways to play football. And can I just ask a couple of questions? You know, when you're, you know, you're playing, and with all due respect, when you're playing with a certain level of football player, you yeah. were Stenton Haas. You both could take the ball. When you're playing with a centre half. And no centre half is really comfortable taking it on the edge of his box. Do you have to? I know. I think one of you guys asked the question. Do you have to change your attitude, your, your way of playing for that? I suppose it's in the sense that a little bit. Can you, <laughs> nice as possible way, tell the keeper you're not you're playing a certain direction today. You're not yeah. going to be passing it to the left. You're playing it to the right more so than often. And obviously, that's where the complication comes. Where teams look at that and go. Well, they know the certain, a certain centre-back is weaker on the ball. It might be two right-footers playing, so the guy on the left is not on his natural foot. We're going to put the press on him. And that's where Graham's spot on. You just have to beat the press, skip it over, and it's a long, a long pass rather than a long ball. And if you can do that right, you're straight away into the opposition half and you're attacking. So it's, it, it's that balance of knowing what the player's strength is and how comfortable he is when you put him under pressure in training to see can he do it. And give him that confidence. And if you can't, you kind of you learn fairly quickly. If your job is going to be on the line, maybe <laughs> let's not keep giving it to him, you know. But so it's, it's strange. Some managers you look at and think, oh, they're still doing this, they're still doing that. But that's what they're focusing on day in, day out. They feel that that's going to get them the results. Yeah, that, that, but, it's funny. Jamie Carragher and Gary Neville were debating who's had a bigger influence in football. And Carragher was saying like he could not have more respect for Ferguson, but Ferguson didn't change the game was his argument whereas Pep has changed the game and it's infiltrated down to championship level with his tactics and people playing the ball out the way you've talked about I won't change the game he's given a new idea I don't think he's changed the game well, I guess, but, yeah, yeah I know it's, 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 impact on the game yeah yeah look it's, I, I would say Pep's had Fergie's another grave what three or four teams did Fergie build yeah, yeah. you know if, if you look if, if you look at if you look at um, Pep's record he takes over Barcelona previous to him Frank Reichardt I think won a couple of leagues um, a 20 year old Messi 24 year old Xavi 23 year old Iniesta Puyol 24, 25 so he took over a really healthy situation mm. and, he, and then he does really well and then he goes to Bayern Munich and he took over from a guy called Jupp Heynckes 
who the year before had won four trophies, all of them. Mm. And then he, he comes to City, with City having won a league with a couple of leagues with Pellegrini and Mancini. So wherever, wherever Pep's been, he's the best group of players in that league. He's not really built a football club. Fergie went to Man United when they weren't in great shape. Yeah. So I don't think you can compare them. For me, Fergie is the greatest manager in the history of the Premier League. Yeah. Um, do you... Um I won't, we won't disagree, will we? No. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> do you think Pep is a touch overrated then in terms of the ideas? Do, and I, the, do I think he's... Do you think Pep is overrated the way he's being taught? I wouldn't say he's overrated because I've said already I think football management is so hard. It's never been harder. Um, where he scores points, he's... Listen, I, I believe this is the strongest group of players I've ever seen in English football. I think when you look at only the goalkeeper, De Bruyne, and now Haaland... Whatever sub he's bringing on, it's like for like in terms of quality, other than those three positions, in my opinion. Yeah. I think he, he manages them well, he keeps them all on their toes. But again, my experience of being in a dressing room that's winning, the, what keeps you on your toes more than anything else is competition for places. And he has that more than anyone else. So do you, do you look at the football Guardiola teams play and you think it, it's... You've seen it before. It's not as revolutionary as some of us are making out because I, I can't think. You, you don't think it is? No. no. I, t- I played in three European Cup finals. In the three European Cup finals, fullbacks from open play scored in, in the games. Yeah. I, I played as a centre midfield player. The fullbacks. People would always wonder why we had so much possession. The fullbacks played in front of me. I sat in front of the two defenders, central defenders. Fullbacks always pushed up and come in and played in midfield. We always outnumbered people in midfield. There's no, you know, the modern footballer, fullbacks joining in. Sorry, it was done, it was done before I played at Liverpool. There is no new ways. Oh, false number nine. What the fuck was Kenny Dalglish? <laughs> <laughs> what was Teddy Sheringham? Mm. It's all been done. But in the business I used to be in. <laughs> <laughs> You got all the, He's getting you know, the, the modern terminology, the inverted fullbacks. Inverted fullbacks, yeah. The um, <laughs> low block, the high block, the medium block. Pressing used to be called closing down. Yeah. We were always told the best team at closing, at closing down, now pressing, would win the league. And if you analyse what pressing and closing down means, they didn't worry about us with the ball, like your teams you played in. Yeah. Don't worry about when you've got the ball because it's instinctive and because you're a good player and sometimes great players, they see a picture that the rest don't. So don't worry about when you've got the ball. It's when you don't have the ball. And pressing means, if you're doing that the best, means you're working harder than anyone else. So you've got the talent, you combine that with the pressing, closing down. Yeah. Do that the best, you're going to be successful. Could I ask, no, there's nothing new, new in football. Could I ask John a question and, and I'd love to get your take on it. You're involved in coaching at the moment. Yeah. What I'm reading or hearing people talk about is that on the ball, Graham's talking about on the ball, and it, it's, put to Guardi- it's put on Guardiola as well, that there are preordained patterns now and that some stuff is rehearsed and that that is a, a departure. Is that what's happening in Not the coaching American game? football. Well, you, <laughs> well, I think Jose Mourinho would agree with you. He'd say you can't plan for those variables. Other coaches say you can. I don't know what... A, a little mentions. bit, no, a tiny bit in the attacking. If you see De Bruyne in that little half position where he's always crossing it and you see Haaland, that, that's a set routine of when it's pa- passed back from a high fullback 
maybe cutting it back a bit to De Bruyne at the edge of the box. And he just with, plays it the first time. That's what I mean. Yeah. But it's, great it, that is, it, that. Yeah, that is set up. You can see the Haaland's movement. He's at the near, then he's spinning around to the back because he knows De Bruyne without even looking. He's putting it in that area. But Aguero but, was doing that with De Bruyne. You know, the minute he saw the ball come to De Bruyne, bang, he's on the move. He was playing it between the last defender and the goalkeeper, and Aguero was attacking that. How many times did you see him get in there and just. Yeah. I mean, De Bruyne is a very special. Saying it, well, not, not just uh, De Bruyne, David Silva. We were trying to mark Aguero. The minute David Silva got the ball, he's alive. He's, he's literally on your shoulder, moving straight because he knows mm. certain players get on the ball that things are going to happen as well. And but so th- it, there is say, patterns of play and yeah. different things. Yeah, you, you work on stuff, but ultimately you have an opposition there that are... can change the picture, yeah. Change so you agree with Graham, do you? Attacking plays has to be off the cuff. It has to be. has to be. Do you agree, John? Scholes he was. I would say Scholes he was. I don't, he'd play that ball first time. If you ever watch the games, he'd play it first time... And not, the defenders wouldn't know what's going on. The striker would. He'd be on it, but you'd see it and he'd play it. He'd, we don't necessarily. We, you can't train that. Yes. You don't train it. He just sees it. He plays it, and the striker's got the ability to see it and run onto it. It's the, strength, the strength. The, the strength. Of, yeah, the strengths of the players too. I'll, if you I'll, if you have a striker that links it, if you have a striker that runs it behind, you You got behind for fucking halfway. <laughs> <laughs> You've got. You're on the pitch. There's one person or two people in the time and time again that really only matter in your football team, and that's your two strikers. Everyone else in the team were just hot carriers. We're there to service them. We're there to get the ball to them as quickly and as accurately and give them time to do the damage. That's what it's about. Mm. How you get there, whether it's an over-the-top ball to get someone in a race, or it's slick passing. You know, the game is simple, but yeah. we're now living because there's that much interest in it and there's so many anoraks involved and social media we're complicating a game that isn't really very complicated do you, do you agree with that Wes? what's your sense of yeah pretty much yeah. That, listen that's why they get paid the most money you know these are the goal scorers they win you games um, obviously other people chip in but ultimately you want the ball in the box for them to finish and when you hear conversations about transition and patterns of play and all that stuff, do you roll your eyes at touch yes, as well? Go and speak to Shazer. In, 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 in possession, out of possession. You know? Well, how do you work that as a coach then where you, know, you have the basics of football, but if you're going in and you're looking for a job, you need to have your presentation. You need to be able to break it down into minute detail. Players now, a lot of them want that level of data. Yeah, but you look, without a doubt they do, the play, and the players have been getting that now in the academies. And that's why, obviously, the, the details they're given in terms of how, how many crosses they might have had, how many to, all that stuff, and they're wanting more video analysis of training, they want, they want the clips, I, clips sent through of them, you know, all I, that I stuff. something, and it, it baffles me, and maybe I was just thick. I was never a substitute, so I never had to come on. So <laughs> <laughs> wow! I see. I know what you're going to say. I see someone come on. Oh yeah. And you've got the, the third coach. He's got the A4, or he's got he's got the, the and the guys want to go on the fucking pitch. And this guy is flicking the page and he's nodding and he's flicking the, and he's nodding and he's flicking on the pitch. Let me tell you how it works. Tell me if do, you agree. Do you know what? That's it. Just job. quickly. It never happened you know to me. But I just want to get on the fucking pitch. What? Yeah. What are the? Nothing would register with the stuff. Exactly. Absolutely nothing. It's all show. What? What? Am I wrong? I'm with you. I'm with you because I think the players should know. 
but are you, are generally, you, generally, you're only coming on in your position or... What you need to know, exactly. you mark number six. It's, if you're not marking, you're on near post, you're yeah. on the far post, yeah. you're on the penalty spot. I'm loving the, this because the, the job is going to be so much easier. <laughs> you're, you're on the Ray said you should know this, so on you go. You know, it baffles me. This is what baffles me as well. <laughs> it's like... Let me, let me tell you, see when you're playing a game, when you're playing a game, you're never looking at the dugout. <laughs> the only time you'd look at the dugout if someone went down injured Just, and someone yeah. shouting to you. They're at, you're playing at Old Trafford, 75,000 people. What the fuck are you going to hear? <laughs> it's, and there's managers do it knowing, camera's on me, I'm going to show them how clever I am. Fucking... <laughs> Do you, th- do you think Guardiola has any influence in game with the way he is on the sideline? Oh, well, if you have to be on that side. I mean, if he was trying to get something across, but in general, maybe with, maybe with the players, maybe with the, as said, maybe with the players on the side that he's close to, he can possibly influence a little bit. He's not going to be able to influence no. the far side as much, unless it goes it stops for a reason. He can get someone over and sell it. Yeah, for fuck's sake, tell him to keep showing them inside, not outside or whatever. Just something very simple. And this reams of information. Oh, dear me. They must all have masters in, in something that they can understand what's been said to. John, is, not, is, is that not literally your job on the sideline for Ireland? <laughs> <laughs> the, ma- the masters as well. Uh, it's crazy because, as I said... All the stuff is done during the week, the preparation, you have a meeting beforehand and all the detail is given, it's sent out on its own uh, websites for them to check, it's sent to their phones, WhatsApp and probably, general, not all the time, but when you're just going through the lap, okay you're picking up six or you're going to be picking up 20, t- whatever number you're picking up now, the first corner or free kick that they happen to go on to, they're looking back over at you going... Well, what, I just, told, I just told you 10 seconds ago. It's like the first thing they forget, the last thing you tell them. But um, I will say they're getting much better. They're getting much better. Okay. Don't know whether it's the coaching or what are the players' intelligence, but who t- they're taking it you, on board. You think tonight better. is going to be a pivotal night in your coaching career? And we'll <laughs> exactly. I'm, just going to tell him, look, I'm not telling you anymore. You should know this. You should know this. So, John, who, who do you think is the best manager in the world and why? Oh. <laughs> I would have loved, would have loved playing for a Graham Tunis team. It would have been straightforward. You would have known what you were doing. Um, it's a tough look. At, at the minute, and it's look what he's doing with Brighton. Deserby has to be in the picture for me in terms of the, what what he's doing with the squad, the players, uh, and how he's got them playing. Um, the impact he's had so quickly going into the club. Um, that's, you'd have to say that's very impressive. But that's very really impressive. you inherited a very healthy situation. Yeah, that's I'll, what I mean. But he, I, I think he's took it on a bit. I, I would go for Eddie Howe. Not the best in the world. You're talking the Premier League. If you were, for me, is it a surprise if City win the, the league? That I think if Arteta were to win it, if Arteta was to win it, then be an argument for him to be the manager of the year. But right now, see, I, 
say Arsenal don't win it, City win it. I think there's a real argument for Eddie Howe at Newcastle. Yeah. I mean, you think what he's, did to, what he's done to Almiron, what he's done to Joe Linton. Joe Linton. He's made players that you're thinking Premier League's too tough for you, you better find another home. He's turned them into real Premier League players. Yeah. He's, he's done very, very he'd, well. He'd, he'd definitely be in the mix of... Uh, He's thinking manager, manager of the season as well in terms of what, how he's approached it and how he's gone about it and very much under the radar. Um, is the Zerbi someone you'd study then? I wouldn't say study as such, but we got the, we got the chance to play them in the, in the FA Cup earlier on in the season and uh, you, we saw it at, at first hand on, on lots of the stats. Um, Graham is going to be loving this now. On all the metrics of... Uh, <laughs> X, XG, XG, and attacking. They're, they're ahead of obviously some of the top teams in Europe. You know, they're, they're in the mix with the top teams in Europe. So they're they're doing a, they're doing something right. He's he's doing something right, definitely. But no, there's lots there's lots of. I tell you, it's doing recruitment. The, the, the thing, the, the number one thing you have to get right at a football club is recruitment. They're yeah. very very good at that, and they, they don't pay over the odds. Yeah, do very well at that. No, he, he, just as a as a manager, look, Guardiola, Klopp, Ten Hag, the impact he's kind of had. Just coming in and the, the pressure he's been under, I think he's definitely he's, he's definitely done okay. He, he'll, I think everyone would, would kind of a United fan would, would admit he's they're happy with him and he's done okay. But they know he's he's got work to do as well because the Newcastle are going to get stronger. Brighton have obviously just come up. You can't imagine Chelsea having a as bad a season again so all those t- the challenge in the Premier League is going to be so so interesting over the next next year or so it's going to be and if United get Qatari owners going to kick off then yeah. mm. it's interesting yeah Wes one to you then a lot of United fans final thought how highly do you rate the job Ten Hag is doing would you be optimistic in the short term yeah listen honestly at the beginning of the season I wouldn't have put us where we were where, where we are now um, you know yes we've won the Carabao Cup which is a good achievement it's not where you want to be um, but we're in the FA Cup and the, you know the challenge probably this season was to get in the Champions League it was simple as that but I think at times we've been excellent we, we're still not quite there you know we're still missing players here and there when we you know I think the best players are, are not fit we still struggle yeah um, so, you know, it's not an end product, but I think what the manager's got out of the players, um, the, the way they, you know, I always think the, the players have to have respect for the manager first of all, and I think he's come in and done that, you know, sorted that situation out. Everyone knows why they're there. They've got a graph, they've got to work. So in that sense, he, he's had a really good season. Very last one to you. We're about to give away tickets to the final of the Champions League. Will Man City or Real Madrid be in that final? Oh. I think that I think that is the final. I don't think the Italian teams are particularly strong. Those two, I thought last year um, Napoli was an outstanding Italian team, but they didn't get there. So I think the I think the winner of that semi-final, and it's nip and tuck. Real Madrid are huffing and puffing in their domestic league. Um, I think the City are more than good enough to win their league, uh, the Champions League, and they have been in the past. But yeah. that little bit of luck on the day has not been with them. So I think it's their year. If you're pushing me, I'll say City will win it this year. They'll win it eventually. Mm. <laughs> let's hope not. But yeah. Real Madrid, what? Who did you say? I said let's hope not. But, but <laughs> the squad is, is good. And 
you know there's not a better time for them to try and win it yeah uh, we are going to give away that prize now but uh, would you give a round of applause please to Graeme Soonis Wes Brown John O'Shea everyone thank you